Welcome to the Wealth YRS Radio, your leading podcast for women entrepreneurs globally. My name is Nancy Florence. I'm a success coach for women in business. I look forward to answering your most burning questions on your hottest topics, including entrepreneurship, money, spirituality, client creation, psychology, lifestyle, social media, and parenting for women in business. We're going to get this done. I look forward to seeing you creating more wealth and more happiness through service. This is for you, my Wealth YRS. See you in this episode. Hello, good morning. Happy Monday, Wealth YRSs. Today's topic is one of my favorite topics in the world. The subject of today's episode is adventure. (laughs) Adventure has been one of my most burning desires from when I was a child. And adventure is something that I know many of you also desire to create more of in their lives and their businesses. Adventure is also one of my core design feelings. When I started design mapping a few years ago, I was able to identify my preferred states of being and my preferred states of feeling. And adventure has been a recurring thing for me in my years of being a design mapper. One of the best thing about having adventure as a core desired feelings is that you have the opportunity to translate it into your 3D reality. And it doesn't necessarily mean rearranging the furniture of your life. It doesn't necessarily mean flying to the other side of the world for an entire year of sabbatical. There is a way, no matter who you are and where you are, and no matter what your circumstances are, to have adventure become a part of your day-to-day life. And so what we're going to be looking at today is we're going to be looking at ways for you to hopefully translate this word adventure, this concept, into your day-to-day reality. And we're also going to be, we're also going to be looking at ways for you to um, draw on your past, your personal experiences to harness this adventurous spirit of yours. And I'm going to share with you powerful stories and anecdotes of how I turned my life and my family life into an adventure. Are you ready for this? Let's do this. So, the first time I made the decision to go on the biggest adventure of my life was when I was 17 years old. And so at the age of 17, I was living with my mother and I read this book. And it was the biography of Madonna. 
Madonna had been one of my favorite artists from ever since. I remember being four or five years old, singing Madonna at the top of my lungs and enjoying her hits, uh, her famous hits. Holly Day is one of my favorites. Um, like a virgin, of course. And, uh, oh, bear with me. I think there's an issue with the recording. Hello, happy Monday morning. I'm so delighted to be here with you on this bright, beautiful spring Monday morning, talking to you about adventure. Adventure has been one of my burning desires from ever since I can remember. And I know that many of you want to incorporate more adventure, more fun, more play in their day-to-day -day lives. And I'm here to tell you that it's possible as a grown-up, an entrepreneur, even a mother, to have adventure become a lifestyle, a way of being. In spite of your to-do lists and your grown-up responsibilities, it's possible to still turn your day-to-day -day life and turn your family life into an adventure. Today, I'm gonna to be sharing with you some personal stories and anecdotes of how I was able to translate this concept, this word adventure, into my 3D reality. One of the most transformational work I've ever done has been to design a map. And the design map philosophy tells us to get clear on how we want to feel. And I remember when I first designed that, that one of the recurring themes for me has been adventure. I didn't want to have a boring, monotonous life. I had watched my mother live 30 years of monotony and a mundane life, a life of frustration and in some ways mediocrity that kept her feeling stuck in a job that she hated with the weight of the world on her shoulders. Being a single mother of two children and with no family support, um, she didn't feel as though she could turn her life into an adventure and she didn't see the choices that she had. And that's one of the reasons why it's very, very important for me to challenge myself and to continue to awaken myself to all of the possibilities that are available to me. And in that process, if I can inspire you to also awaken to this whole world of possibilities ahead of you, then, um, then that will be a really, really good thing indeed. I remember being 17 years old. I was living at my mom at the time and I had been a pretty tortured teenager. On the one hand, I was the A star student. I was the uh, really well behaved young girl who inside 
was screaming. I felt like a volcano about to erupt. Inside of me was such a burning desire for freedom and independence and emancipation. I had recurring fantasies of going out into the world and living life to the fullest and finally express who I really was. But I was only 17 years old. I was still in high school. Um, I probably didn't know much about the world either. You know, I'd spent my entire childhood studying, um, working hard to get the best grades, playing the piano, dancing, ballet, hip-hop, and modern jazz. And so I was tired of being the good girl. I was tired of being a child. And I read this book, and it was the biography of Madonna. Madonna, in my mind, was a legend. I remember being four years old, singing Madonna songs at the top of my lungs. And my favorite song was Holiday. And reading this book for me was a game changer. It was a complete revelation. The story of this young woman who went to New York with nothing and made something of herself had a huge impression on me. And so shortly after I finished reading this book, I remember distinctly making the decision that I was not a girl child, I was a woman now. And just like that, on the whim, I ran away from home. I flew off the nest as it were was pretty traumatic for my parents. I'm so sorry that I took them through so much pain and my little brothers as well. But that's the only way I knew to free myself from the roles that I had been playing and to go into the world and be me. So here I was, a young woman in Paris, who didn't know much about the ways of the world. I was quite naive and innocent. And I had the adventure of my life. Got my first job in McDonald's. I was homeless for a while. I remember uh, it was very romantic. There were times of uh, where I considered sleeping underneath the Eiffel Tower. Um, there were times of sitting in a restaurant, in a 24-7 restaurant all night because I had nowhere to go. But one thing I knew is that I wasn't going back home. I wasn't going back to mama. And it's not that I was uh, particularly mistreated. I wasn't uh, physically abused or sexually abused or anything like that at home. But this feeling of freedom that I craved was stronger than anything. And that was the first biggest adventure of my life. It took me all the way to South America. So after living in Paris for a few months, I turned 18 and 
I decided I had enough of Paris. I was still unhappy in myself. I was still this tortured teenager with huge confidence issues. Um, and I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And so I had this idea that things would be better in South America. Things would be better in the sun. And a lot of people would argue that that's never true, but actually leaving to South America was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I stayed there for a year and to this day, it was one of the best years of my entire life. I had an absolute blast, didn't know anyone. Well, um, initially I stayed with my then boyfriend's parents. I traveled there with him, with my then boyfriend, and we decided to give it a go and live the South American life. We went to a country called French Guiana, which is a part of France, which reassured me because it wasn't uh, completely South America. It was still a French territory. So I still had my euro. I still had my social security. I still have my French government and French politics. So from that perspective, I felt reassured. Although French Guiana was a big slap on my face. It was a completely different world. It was a huge melting pot. It was black people, yellow people, white people, um, people of all backgrounds, all ethnic origins. It was the Amazon, the Amazonian forest. Uh, the nature was just oh, huge trees and huge leaves and huge lizards and huge everything. Everything was huge. And so 18 year old me was off on the biggest adventures of her life. I learned so much. I was always supported, always protected. And I'm really grateful that it started with reading this book. I'm really grateful for women like Madonna, who had the courage to take that leap of faith and run to their destiny. Now, adventure is something that you can journal about, you can meditate on it, you can talk about it, or you can be about it. I remember a few years ago, I was doing a coaching intensive with my coach. And so she coached me for an entire day. And halfway to the day, we were talking about my fears. Um, one of the ways that I've used coaching uh, is to look at my fears, face my fears and overcome them. And so, I was talking about my fears in relation to being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur does trigger a lot of fears and insecurities, as you know. And so we were talking about that and I really craved um, this feeling of courage and I wanted to be the hero of my own business. I wanted to be a true warrior ass. 
And so my coach turned around to me and said, okay, Nancy, um, what do you want to do? We can stay here all afternoon and talk about this, or we can go on an adventure. And of course, I chose the letter. So we hopped in the car. I didn't know where I was going. Um, I didn't have the proper attire. So we stopped in Sainsbury's and grabbed some trainers and a t-shirt. And next thing you know, I was on top of the tree, on top of the tree, um, doing a beautiful, fantastic Go Ape experience. Go Ape, um, in case you don't know, is a tree climbing experience and it's a lot more scary than it looks. I'd seen those before and from the ground it looks doable but I tell you when you're on top of a tree uh, going from one tree to the next uh, and you know you're wearing this safety belt and you have to basically attach yourself and attach yourself and you can really it, you know there's a real risk of falling and, and dying i mean it's it's really real if you if you miss on one of the attachments and you fall this is it i mean it's the real the risk was really really real and so the entire experience i was literally shaking but my coach was very clever about the way she did it because we were a small group, uh, so there was me, my coach, and a small group of people, and we were at the front, and she let me take the lead. So I took the lead, and I was the first person on that tour to get on the equipment and climb the trees and, and have a go at all of the different activities that they have. And that was really scary, because it meant that I didn't have anyone to model what it felt like to jump off a tree. Uh, I just had to, to essentially do it first and face my fears and in the words of Susan Jeffers, feel the fear and do it anyway. By the time this Go Ape experience ended, I felt really, really proud of myself. I definitely felt like I needed a good lunch and a drink maybe, um, but it was hugely satisfying and what a great way to instead of talking about fear to have the experience of feeling the fear and doing it anyway to have the experience of fall and the net will appear and that's the bit about adventure that i want to really emphasize here is that you can have it be a concept or you can have it be a transformational force something that's transformative and real something that changes you on a real cellular level. And so on a day-to-day -day basis, what, would, what does that look like? What does it look like to turn your life into an adventure? Well, think about it. This has everything to do with your micro choices. Perhaps you're gonna have something different for lunch today something that you don't normally have instead of the usual boring sandwich or leftovers what if you created something new something fun and exciting and then when you finish work what if instead of watching tv you decided to go on a midnight walk a nighttime walk or call a friend that you haven't spoken to in ages. You get the gist. 
This is about disturbing comfort, disturbing routine, and getting outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Likewise with my weekends, I quickly realized as a new mom that it was very easy to get into the martyr mom syndrome, complain about lack of time, lack of money, and to have my weekends be really boring. And that's something that I've always fought against. So at the weekend, it's not uncommon for me and the kids to get in the van and just drive somewhere, whether it's uh, driving to the countryside or a forest or a farm or somewhere into London to visit something new. We're always up to something. I'm not so good at staying at home, I will admit, but we've done it even without money, even at the times when cash wasn't flowing as much, I still made a point of going out to experience the world. And sometimes it meant packing a picnic, making sandwiches, um, saying no to ice cream, but still offering my children the wonderful experience of walking through a field and saying hello to cows and rabbits and so on. And then there are smaller micro choices. What are you gonna to wear today? How do you wanna to feel today? How can you bring adventure into your work? One of the things I love about coaching is that every time I meet someone new, every time I coach somebody new, it's, it's a great adventure. It's like starting a new book, it's mm, absolutely delicious as I dive into their world and their stories, it's the greatest adventure of my life. And that's why I decided to make coaching my career because I get lost in it. I, when I coach, I don't need to eat, I don't need to drink, I'm like a fish in water. I wanna share with you a more recent example of how my fiance, Stefan and I decided to go on an adventure. So as I'm recording this, we have a worldwide pandemic going on called the coronavirus. Uh, I say this because you might listen to this a few years from now. And so we're not allowed to go out. We're only allowed to stay home except for exercise or essential trips, like food shopping, or people going to work. And so exercise, okay, okay, we're allowed to exercise, that's great. So I go out on my runs every other day, so that's great. But Stefan and I were uh, watching Bear Grylls on TV. Bear Grylls is a wonderful survival program where Bear Grylls sends uh, half a dozen people uh, on an island, or a dozen people rather, on a deserted island in the Pacific Ocean. And he leaves them there for four to six weeks 
uh, without any resources and they have to fend for themselves. They have to find their own water, their own food, make a fire, etc. And we absolutely love it. And so we were watching that one night and then we thought, hey, I think we spend too much time watching other people experiencing life. How about if we go on an improvised adventure this weekend? Now, luckily our children were with their other parents, so we weren't gonna have any kids that weekend. Uh, but we were also on lockdown, which reduced the scope. And one of the things that Stefan loves is cycling. And I like cycling too, but I'm not as passionate about it than he is. So I didn't have a bike. And so fast forward to Friday. Friday is the day before the weekend. We still haven't got a fully formed plan. We don't know where we're going, but we figured it'd be better to have two bikes so that at least if I had a bike, we could cycle together somewhere. So we wake up on Friday morning and we look online for bikes. Now, uh, buying a bike at this time uh, is quite a challenge. Um, we were looking for a quick second-hand bike, a quick purchase, and we found one. We found one in Cambridge. Cambridge is an hour away from where we live. We live in Hertfordshire and Cambridge is um, the next county, Cambridgeshire. Cambridge is one of my favorite places in the world. And when we saw that the bike was pickup only in Cambridge, I couldn't be happier. So off we go, Friday morning. We go and pick up a bike, happy days. And then we drive back home. We spend the afternoon doing up the bikes, uh, packing and planning our wonderful weekend adventure. And here's what we decided to do. We decided to cycle back to Cambridge the next day. We would wake up early on Saturday morning, get on the bikes and cycle to Cambridge. Now it's a 57 kilometer ride or in miles, 35 miles which according to Google map, you're supposed to do in about three and a half hours. It was a grueling cycling experience for me. It took me the best part of five and a half hours to finally make it to Cambridge, but I made it. And as we got to Cambridge, it was very clear to me that I wasn't gonna be able to cycle back home. I was exhausted. I was in a lot of pain. Adventure sometimes is physically demanding, by the way, which I discovered. And so I decided to call a friend. Now, it's not recommended that you do that. In fact, I believe it's illegal during lockdown to meet friends. But in this case, I decided to break the rule. So I called an old friend who I'd met in university. I hadn't seen him in years. I knew that he lived in Cambridge. And just like that on a whim, he invited us to stay in his little tiny shed um, where you know, he had installed a, 
a little shower in a little kitchen and it was just perfect for us. So we stayed there for the night. We had a wonderful barbecue. We tried to maintain social distance still, um, but we had a, just a wonderful, wonderful experience. I loved sitting by the fire and sharing a meal together and sharing old stories and having a laugh with people. And then the next day on Sunday, we rose early again, which isn't hard for Stefan to do. He's an early riser anyway. And I became an early riser as a result of uh, living with him for the past few years. And we went to the town, explored beautiful Cambridge. Um, we met wonderful people along the way. We discovered this new food that we hadn't tried before. Um, we got some Chinese dumplings for breakfast, gorgeous handmade dumplings uh, that we absolutely adored. And then on Sunday night, we got on the train and headed back home. And I can tell you, those two days of adventure might as well have been two months because the change of scenery, the cycling, the fresh air, the new experiences, the new people made it feel like we'd gone for a long, long time. But no, it was only two days. And you may have noticed it before, that when you give yourself one day of adventure or even two, it does feel like two weeks or two months. It does feel like a big holiday. And so that's an example of like a trip on a whim. And now I have, at all times, I have a little suitcase packed and ready for improvised trips with small toiletries and bits and pieces on my iPhone. I have a list of things to take with me on adventures. You don't want to forget your chargers or your contact lenses. Those are the two things that I don't want to forget. And so I'm always ready. And in doing that, I'm always telling the universe, this is what I want. I want an adventure. And for you um, out there who are mums, I want you to know that it's possible no matter how many children you have. A lot of it is about giving yourself permission to sometimes travel with your children, sometimes without. And my children have been used to this from birth. There's, there are times when we travel together as a family and there are times when mummy is gonna be away for a few days. And that's okay and it benefits me it benefits them to spend time with their grandmother or their dad it's really good for them as well and so as i've been talking today on this wonderful episode about adventure i wonder what came up for you i wonder if you feel inspired to create more adventure in your day-to-day -day. and one thing for sure is that I've seen the tremendous benefits on my business the more I take time to live life the more content I have to share on social media the more juice excitement passion I'm bringing to my work the more lessons I'm able to bring to the coaching to my clients 
the more alive and energized I feel. And the thing about that, about feeling alive and energized, is that it's highly profitable. It's highly attractive to clients and money. And there's a way that you can turn your sales, your client creation into an adventure. One of my clients compares client creation to hiking. Every time she goes on social media, it's like going on a hike. She doesn't know who she's going to meet. And sometimes she meets people, sometimes she doesn't meet anyone. But one thing for sure is that she turns it into a beautiful adventure where she trusts divine synchronicity, the way that the universe orchestrates things for us as uh, what happened with our beautiful trip to Cambridge, everything came into alignment so beautifully. And there's a way to do that in your business too. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to become your client. You never know where your next money is going to come from. And so instead of associating entrepreneurship with fear and danger and uh, financial inconsistency, you can see that there's a new association that can be made here where you associate business with the beautiful entrepreneurial spirit, bright eyes, bushy tail, awake and invigorating and energized, adventurous, uh, the wind beneath your wings. All of those words can be associated with entrepreneurship and that's very much the way that I experience entrepreneurship now. And because it generates pleasure, because it generates joy, of course, that is translated in my finances too. All right, this is it for today. Thank you very much for being here on this live broadcast. And for those of you who watch the replay later on, and I look forward to seeing you next Monday, same time, same place, 10 a.m. British summer time. See you then.